0: What's up everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Life Lab Podcast. As always, it's your two co-hosts, myself, Everett Adams, and Will Dorns. hope your May is going well and that you're looking forward to the second half of 2019. We have a fun episode for you, which I think offers some value about a unique topic. I recently went on a yoga and meditation retreat, so I have some notes to share, hopefully some things you find helpful if you're considering anything similar that uh, might get you out of your comfort zone. We think you'll enjoy that. We also got into Will's awesome accomplishment of 10,000 minutes of meditation using both applications, Headspace and Calm, mostly Headspace, so it tied in really well to the overall dialogue. Congrats to Will for the achievement. I personally appreciated him sharing his thoughts on the journey and the benefits that come along with it. As always, thank you for tuning in. Please, please give us your honest feedback through the channel of your choosing and enjoy the episode.
1: Live in the lab. Might be the 19th, not really sure. Just living life on a day to day basis. So, you went on a, a yoga retreat. Uh, I've heard some, I've always wanted to do a yoga retreat because I've always thought it would be take you to that next level of like getting into to yoga, which I'm very much a novice of, but it always seemed like a kind of a fun blend of kind of uh, ath- athletics. Um, like, spirituality, kind of, like, finding yourself, centering yourself, but then also a vacation, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because usually you go to a tropical place, and it's sunny and nice and 85 degrees, and um, it's not, uh, it's probably not even quite high yoga, but that's kind of, I assume, I've always thought it would be kind of a little bit of that, so. I'm
0: about to. Have you ever, like, really thought about it? Like, have you ever had a, the opportunity kind of present itself to you to go and like looked into it and been like no or is it really just like an abstract idea
1: i mean i've been at yoga classes where they've been where they've said hey i'm going to be doing a yoga treat in like three months come talk to me if you want to go mm-hmm. and i'm always like well like that sounds great but i just yeah yeah never really actually dug into it
0: yeah i think i was i was Definitely the same way, and I had a really kind of happenstance moment where uh, a friend of mine was personal friends with this gal, Corey Zorns, who started this company called Revamp Retreats. Shoutouts. outs! Shout outs! Real good shout outs because they're just good people. But <clears throat> it kind of found me at a time, so I think I was ironically in your. I mean kind of same camp where it's like that sounds cool but i'm like never gonna or at least at this point it wasn't like googling a yoga retreat yeah, 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 and or or like hearing an instructor and being like oh i'm actually gonna do that um so i think there could be an interesting like uh snowball effect to where a friend goes and then I'm like talking to all my friends, and it's like, hey, there's another one in Italy like next spring, like maybe we should go. That makes it a little bit more attractive to like maybe go with a friend. Yeah. And it, it helps you think about it a little a little differently. It's like, well, I'm gonna be having fun with friends at least. Yeah. No matter how you know, it could get weird. Like yeah, I think yoga retreat is one of those things that just sounds funny. Yeah. Right. Um it's right there that there's so many. There's so many words that we've talked about that like trigger something triggered. (laughs) triggered. Uh, but that's one of them, you know, it's like meditation, therapy, fasting, all this stuff. You hear a word and no matter what the actual meaning of it is or the reality of the context, people just hear so much more than just those words. So even I'm going around and, uh, People are like, hey, like Coachella's coming up, right? Like, are you excited? I'm like, yeah. And I'm also going to a yoga retreat. Re- for- people just start laughing. Like, yeah. my friends who know I do a little bit of yoga. Well, actually, I would say I'm going to a yoga and meditation retreat. So that even more, oh, yeah. dual, you know, dynamic duo of triggering words um, or buzzwords was interesting. So, like, leading up to it, there was this, you know, as you're explaining what it is to people it's got me thinking like what is this going to be like what's the schedule like who's going to this i'm not like i i do yoga i feel like i'm in shape but am i going to be an idiot at this thing yeah, <laughs> like, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. way over way over your head or they're just doing all these poses where you're like uh i'll just be in a, a downward dog in child's pose the rest of the time
0: yeah catch me in uh shavasana where you're just laying on your back
1: (laughs) that's my best pose actually i'm really good at that one
0: (laughs) uh so you know the first real information i got about it was like the instructors like they reached out via email and they like ask you some questions about why you're interested what do you want to accomplish how do you interact with yoga and meditation now just like some basic questions you know, kind of an interaction on Instagram, and this one gal, JQ, shout out, total badass, it's, you know, it has got a huge Instagram following. I'm looking at her Instagram, I'm like, if everyone's like this, I'm gonna look like a total jabroni at this thing. Like, <laughs> jabroni. This woman is so strong and so well spoken that I'm just like, okay, this is gonna be interesting. And the other gal, Zoe, very, you know, very similar, slightly different approaches to their flow and their instruction, but both like, you know, a little bit intimidating. To someone who's like, I probably haven't been to over a hundred yoga classes in my life, but these are clearly people that have been studying it for decades. Um, so anyway, it, you start thinking about it. Um, so anyway, I think a, what probably one of the best ways is to like have a friend be like, hey, I'm going to this. Do you, sh- you want to go? You're able to talk to someone who like runs the company or works there and tries to explain what's going on. So. What was attractive to me is that Corey was like, kind of explained why she started it, was working in corporate finance forever, started to feel stale, started to feel like her life was basically shaped around what she felt she's supposed to do. I'm supposed to go to college. I'm supposed to get a job that checks these boxes. supposed to have this career that, you know, people nod, okay, cool. This kind of sense of validation when I tell them, yeah, I work in corporate finance. Oh, cool, cool. That's good stable you're normal and then like 10 years later she's like this is i'm not fulfilled by this this is very silly she went on a trip of her a yoga retreat of her own and it kind of like flipped her life over to where she realized wait i can actually just design my life around the things that i love like i don't i really don't have to do this and so started the company i think i'm not sure five ish years ago and started doing these and now she does them all year and her goal was to create the experience that she got, like people can come to these and kind of have their breakthrough moments or at least start that moment where you're like you start questioning things
1: was she really hands on like she obviously asked you some questions was she just very open like just asking you is that like how how was that
0: so I was lucky in that Corey knows Mia, yeah and Mia was just like, you should talk to my friend Corey, who's the founder. I don't think everybody got to just like have a quick phone call with the founder of yeah. this company. Like, she's busy. She doesn't go to all of these. Yeah, she just decided to go to this one. I think she was excited that you know Mia, a childhood friend, was going. Some instructors that she knew well were going. I think a lot of people from LA were going, so she decided to go. So in our initial conversation, yeah, it was somewhat personal, and she kind of explained her story, and that as you can imagine, spoke to me like where she is. It was just like in the way I would imagine it would speak to you or you're just mm-hmm. like, okay, I get, I hear everything you're saying. I'm in like, yeah. when, you know, where do I sign? Um, but it wasn't super personal. I mean, I did ask I'm like, Hey, I, I've been meditating for several years. I'm not worried about that, but like, what's the regimen? Like, what are the expectations like on the yoga? Like how much, how advanced. And, you know, she made me feel really comfortable about that. How much was in it in explaining? There'd be a range. Uh,
1: Cause a I, I think going, I'm going to a yoga retreat. My first, for whatever reason, like when I thought about it, I'm like, yoga retreat, I'm probably doing like five hours or six hours a day of yoga. I don't know why, but that just seemed like I, it would just be that. And then a lot of doubt. I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I had no expectations of anything, but it just seems like one of those things should be doing a lot of yoga.
0: Yeah. There are, it was wait. Are you asking how much it costs no, or no, how no, much no. yoga? How much actually? Like okay, how many, um, like
1: hours of yoga? How much time I think spent it a day? Was
0: like two to three hours a day. Not yeah. that much because yoga is hard. Yeah, like <laughs> humbling. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think it, the the that's kind of the cool thing about yoga, and it's like an analogy for this trip. It's like and this is one of the first things she said about it that I really liked was that like. A yoga practice is about you and you're the one who decides how hard a session is. You could, you could decide to like be lazy and not push yourself and go to 10 hour long classes in a day. But when I go to an hour long session, like I, like it's augmenting the rest of my exercise. I might be choosing that instead of weightlifting and, you know, or like going on a run or playing a sport. So it's like, you're going to push yourself to get the most out of that hour. But also, you know, there were days where I was, there's classes were seven, a. Our first class was at 7 a.m. every day. Of course, I was hung over several times. And some of those <laughs> I dragged ass and just was like, I don't have it today, yeah. but I'm happy that I made it here.
1: Celebrate your success.
0: You know, um, so it, it was I I thought it was a good amount of yoga, at least opportunities to do yoga. There was also some boxing stuff. Shout out to Katie Michael Pullen. Uh super cool yeah super cool young um boxing coach out of uh the west hollywood area she was there so um and also you're on the ocean so if you wanted to you could go horseback riding you could go work out on the beach you could go for a swim you could go surfing like there's a lot of stuff you could do so is very outspoken about hey there's a schedule and uh 15 people are coming to this. Everyone's coming from a different place. Everyone's a different age. Uh, everyone's at a different place in their life. Everyone's going to approach this differently. Come to whatever you want to come to. Skip whatever you want. At the end of the day, just like you're paying for a yoga class, you're paying for this vacation. And all the things that are being provided to you, you paid for as part of this group. So come to a class. Don't come to it. Like, whatever. So I, there was more than enough stuff to do. And it wasn't all this was called like pure bliss, you know, retreat, which, um, so it, it came with some like chakra stuff, understanding. Um, I could do so many shout outs for like the, some of the people that led some of these, these classes, but, um, uh, a gal from Connecticut by the name of Kelly did a session on, I don't want to say the love languages, but I want to say like love chakras. I actually ended up missing that kind of by accident, but like, There was a lot of stuff that was separate from the physical kind of practice and was more about some of the spirituality or like understanding. There was a nutrition workshop where we we were all just like sitting there kind of just like talking about things we've done. One gal like overcame a really serious autoimmunity deficiency. So like she's got some extremely unique perspectives on how she did that, all the things that Conventional medicine told her to do that failed and then she started so there was a lot to it outside of just the yoga and the meditation, which I thought was cool. Not for everybody. Um, Some of it's not even for me. There were some times where I was in there and I was like, yeah, okay, this is, you know, whatever. Yeah, but I think it's important to remember you get 15 people from around the world in some foreign place there's going to be some silly moments. You may not get along with everyone. Not everyone is going to be happy or comfortable or, you know, there's definitely some, I think, anxiety that comes with, um,
1: stepping out of your comfort zone and being around people that you aren't, who you don't know. I mean, that's just uncomfortable enough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think a big part of that, I think we lose sight of how comfortable we are in our routines And all of a sudden you're out here and you're like kind of thrusted into this other thing. So not only do you have to like release what you usually do at home, you're with other people. You're staying in a foreign country, foreign room or in these open air bungalows where like when you stand up, you could look over a wall at all the other bungalows. Some privacy is sacrificed like. But that's part of what of what it had to offer. Like I was interested in meeting some of these people, like everybody's got a story that, you know. How much, Everybody's got something to contribute. It seemed
1: like all of it was kind of like a holistic seems like there was a lot of like holistically um all around health from a lot of different aspects of of health. Did you guys have a lot of conversations that sparked out of those types of things just sure. in general? Or was it kind of like you did the yoga, you did these types of classes, whatever they were, and then you went off and kind of just did your own thing? Like what'd you guys do in, in your downtime? Because Two to three hours a day of yoga, and then maybe say an hour of something else. So, still so a lot of a lot of time in your day. I'm assuming just as free time.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a really good question, and something I think anyone would consider when they're going to something like this is maybe ask, "What does the schedule look like? How much privacy am I going to have? What's the vibe at these things? Am I going to feel the pressure to go to stuff?" I definitely mm-hmm. felt the pressure, even though going into it, it was like, do whatever you want. There was definitely this, like, you know, I'm there with, you know, some friends and we're like drinking late night and the instructor walks by. She's like, you guys going to make it in the morning? I'm like, I don't know, but I don't want to feel weird about (laughs) it. Like I paid to come all the way down here. Right. So um, something to think about if you're considering it is understanding what is maybe, what are the expectations, whether, you know, uh, like kind of tangible or unwritten what, like, what should I expect with the vibe here? So I thought this one was good to where two meals a day were paid for. And that was, uh, I want to say breakfast and dinner.
1: And You guys were, say it was are a late in Mexico, breakfast. right?
0: We're in Troncones, Mexico, uh, just up the coast from Zihuatanejo. So you fly into Zihuatanejo, take a little shuttle up there, hot and humid. Um, but it's it's at a retreat center. So to your point about the downtime and where do these are there conversations, think about this, it, this thing's called present moment retreat center. And this area of Troncones on the beach, it's kind of aligned with some of these. I think we were by far at like the nicest one Yeah. Um, to where it encourages this type of environment to where you're, it almost felt like an adult summer camp in a sense, which some of it to me was a little corny and it kind of like, listen, when I leave you want to, I I don't know, it depends how you look at your vacation. It's like, I was going into it like, Hey, I want to have step one. I want to have a great time at somewhere, somewhere cool. I like the idea of having the access to some exercise, whether that be physical or spiritual, um, being exposed to different personalities and perspectives, but like, Also, like, I just want to chill on the beach. I want to have some Coronas and some guac and some tacos. So, like, how do you kind of do all of that without doing too much of one, sacrificing the other? So think about this retreat center being, I want to say, 12 to 15 bungalows, basically in a a pretty large circle surrounding a pool. And then, like, the bar and restaurant where all of our meals were paid for and hosted is also kind of part of that circle. This enormous yoga platform that's, you know, a hundred yards from the Pacific, like raging waves of the Pacific Ocean is right there as well. So like it's meant to kind of evoke this communal week of of time. So like, yeah, you there's every day there were several hours of downtime where on the calendar It said free time for like four hours or whatever. But you walk out of your room, you're like, chances are you're going to run into someone. You want to go lay lay by the pool. Chances are someone else from the group is going to be
1: there. Yeah.
0: Whether you you want to just read a book or you want to like be talking to someone, things to think about. And I was kind of okay with it. Not everybody in the group loved that. And there was definitely some moments where I was like, I don't want to talk to anyone right now. You're on all day. Think about going to work. Like you're pretty happy when you get home and you're just like, I don't need to, I don't want to question. I don't care. I should be time to myself. So it's something like this. It was close quarters. So it was a little privacy was something you had to carve out for yourself. Um, But on the other hand, you know, I went into it kind of valuing the opportunity of meeting these people. So part of the downtime was an opportunity to talk to you know uh Whoever, molly yeah. from new york or kelly from connecticut or all these people and kind of say like hey i heard you say something in that class like tell me more about that and you have like a good conversation with someone who lives 3000 miles away who you might become friends with you might not so you know it's it's a pro and con of that you could say there are pros and cons to having such close proximity yeah. with people for for 5 to 6 days but
1: probably oh, definitely cultivated a sense of community at least for that week
0: for sure but i think i think everybody felt a little differently about it you know i'm pretty lucky in that i get have a pretty flexible work schedule so i I'm not think I was I didn't go into it thinking like I just want to chill on the beach and not deal with people for a week. Yeah, which some people kind of want when they go on vacation. To- if you're going on a yoga retreat, it's important to appreciate the fact that there's a schedule, and also the rest of the group is kind of hoping that you contribute. Like they want to meet people, right? They want that community. Um, there's an opportunity that someone's life story could change the direction of your life, and I think. You know, some people appreciate that. Some people realize that. Some people don't. So I think there's a, there's a kind of a lot to think about when you're doing something like that and some questions to ask. What what would
1: you do? What would you do differently if you were to go in another one? Um, That would enhance your experience.
0: It's a good question. I had a pretty good time. I feel like I'm pretty good at adjusting. And I mean... To me, the whole thing's an analogy, right? Like, you're. Go- it was my first time going to Mexico as an adult, as well. My first time is going to a fucking yoga retreat, yoga and meditation retreat. Like, I expect there to be some weird shit yeah. happening one way or another. But I also, you know, can respect the fact that not everybody feels like I. You know, I want to embrace the flow of yoga be, be a little bit like water for lack of a better term. Like if things aren't going to your plan, like, okay, you got to be ready to adjust. You're going to this thing with all these people and someone's going to have a reaction. Someone's going to, you know, um, so I didn't have a ton of expectations. I was more so like, let's let this happen to me. Let's get there and see what I want to do with it. Um, where some of these relationships can maybe go with these people, what a class is going to be like this town. Um, So rather than change something, I don't know if I would change a lot about what I did, but I would definitely, you know, something I would suggest is like, if you're going to a thing like this, much like any travel, be prepared to adjust, be prepared to be uncomfortable sometimes for whatever reason, you know, There's a million things that can make you uncomfortable that are out of your control. So I think that's just like a general travel tip and a general tip when it comes to being involved in communities, like it's not all about you, right? So when you kind of understand that you kind of wake up and you show up at this place every day with the attitude of like, Hey, I'm here. I kind of want to accomplish a few things, but I understand, you know, this, this isn't designed around me. So I think that's maybe one of the most important things, like have an open mind, like, you know, understand that it could be more than you bargain for. It could be less, you know, but I definitely don't know if I here. Here's one thing that I think is another part of this conversation. Um, you know, when I was there, Corey, like I was out of whatever, 12 to 15 people. There was only one other male there who was there with his wife and they kind of use this as sort of like therapy for their, their marriage from time to time. So I was like the only, you know, like single guy going to this thing. So that was a whole funny thing. Oh yeah. you are going to a yoga tree with a bunch of girls. Right. I'm sure. Like that makes a lot of sense. Right. But I thought it was kind of funny that I was the only guy. And then Corey was like, I can't get guys to, I can't get men to these things. And I, you know, were like, why? And uh, it brings me back to like, would I go if it wasn't for like a friend referring me and knowing this company, having an opportunity to know it a little bit more intimately than just a brand.
1: Um, How much do you think of that? Do you think is this speaking of speaking of uh, water, flowing like water, flowing like water? um, How much of that do you think is just kind of like male the way that we identify of like, Oh, you're going to a yoga treat. Like that's kind of like, whatever kind of however you want to say it's like that's not very manly
0: i don't think any of my or our friends have that because i i definitely think you know enough of my friends know that i've been doing yoga and have been doing meditation it's that's to me i don't think again confirmation bias we live in seattle people have disposable disposable income people do yoga you hear about it in culture nfl players joe rogan's a huge proponent of it like I don't think it's that crazy. What I do think might have, what I, where I was going with kind of how I got there versus how it's marketed was like, if I, I specifically wouldn't have gone to this had I seen the Instagram posts the about pure bliss. Like, okay, like I want to go to something and sure, I hope it's blissful, but like that sounds like a little bit, you know, whatever That doesn't speak to me.
1: The messaging is not geared towards men.
0: So I'm talking to Corey. Exactly. I I kept using the word packaging. I'm like, what's happening here? Men would like, but the way that it's marketed is more towards, I think, you know, a more feminine person in this very transitional part of their life where they're looking to be quote revamped and have a moment and
1: rejuvenated, rejuvenate.
0: Whereas I think
1: if I'm a guy, I'm like how is this gonna how is this gonna better me like wow like what are all these specific things how is it gonna solve a problem like like well i actually some things like
0: the irony is i think we want the same things but i think you market to individuals differently yeah exactly you know you consume that message differently i was talking to her and she was like you seem to be you know kind of like the target market you know Mm -hmm. a you've got to be able to afford it here i go with the the bullet points, ABC, but that's, it's real, right? It's like, not everyone can afford it. So you gotta, if, if you can afford it, what are you interested in? What do you value? Right. And so I was like, we got into talking about it and it's like, you could just repackage the things that were happening here to be a little bit more attractive to men. And when she's like, how, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, who of my friends would actually go, you know, coincidentally, it's a decent amount of friends that I think would, I think more so what I think like would like it and that I would tell or maybe invite come to this and how would I market to them? It'd be a little bit more about strength, which is an easy, yeah, you know, maybe one of the words
1: I was thinking. To yeah.
0: You. Yeah. Maybe you, t- maybe you remove, like there's a, there's a boxing session there. Like that's no yeah. brainer. That's awesome. Um, and so maybe you have an instructor who's, had experience with high performance athletes, specific athletes, you yeah. know, uh, an NFL uh, running back or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's really, I think, easily tweaks to the marketing to appeal to where if I saw it on Instagram, I'd go, oh, maybe I should keep keep this in the back of my head and then actually get to it because it's obviously a lot different. Word of mouth, which scales and is great, but how do you get a, how do you scale outside of that? Um, which I think you know, shout out to Corey for valuing my opinion somewhat wants to talk a little bit more about what that would look like because a whole retreat could be a group of friends. Yeah. You know, you could, I would love, I would absolutely love to have eight of my buddies and go to one of these things. Like it would be, it'd be sick. It'd be awesome. fun. And to think you could have a conversation, we could talk about this and you could give me an idea and I could talk to her and she could literally design one of these around yeah. a group if, if 10 guys are interested, a million guys are interested, right? right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Scratch your own niche.
0: Yeah. So, um, there's kind of a lot to think about, but, um, I thought it was great to just,
1: yeah. What were some of the biggest takeaways that you left with and you were like, that was really valuable because of that. I, uh, just kind of just an overall, just a good experience.
0: Yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed doing the yoga on a platform, staring at these eight foot waves every morning at 7 a.m. There is something just so sick about that. And just like. Leaving my phone in the room all day, most of the time, like. Pretty simple, but like that was, I think, a little bit more powerful than I expected a few times during classes where I'd just be beat, like so beat. I would just stand there and I'm looking at the ocean and I'm almost smiling, laughing to myself. Like I'm just in Mexico doing yoga on this big wooden platform right now. This is awesome. It's 7am when I'm done, I can do whatever I want the rest of my day. That's it. Like that was good. Um, You know, there's something I think really satisfying about being on like a satiating vacation, yet still getting difficult exercise. Yeah. This value. Yeah.
1: That doesn't completely take you off your like, Path from being yeah. away, that yeah.
0: We're usually so in. maybe obvious, but I feel important because just it felt so good every day to do that. Like it got me out of bed at six thirty every day on vacation to go to a class. How good, did even your, though I just wanted to sleep. How good did your body feel after that week? I probably drank a little too much, so it was it was kind of rough. But the nice thing about <laughs> it, well, here, here, here's here's the kind of rough. Well, I, I should I should rephrase. One of the nice things about the retru- the center is that it like the bar and the restaurant closed at like 10. So it's not like you could be in there till two yeah. every morning, a couple nights, like, you know, you know, we'd get like a bottle of wine or you like buy some tequila. You could like kind of party later than that. Yeah. But I was able to get sleep, but like with the heat, it was very humid there. And it was, I want to say mid, mid to high eighties, mid eighties. Like it was a good temperature, but it's definitely tough on your body. And then I'm someone who's, you know, in the back of my mind, I know how much I paid for this thing. So I'm in these classes going, I want to be pushed. And so I'm pushing myself. And then these instructors are coming up to me and making a little adjustment that just sends you overboard. And you're just like, there's times where I just started laughing or I would be like, fuck, like in class and, you know, everyone's laughing, like whatever. Um, So, but one of the other things, which is something that I went in kind of hoping is like, what could you potentially be exposed to by going to something like this in terms of personalities, perspectives, where are these people coming from? Who are they?
1: You know, being curious about curiosity.
0: Yeah. I think something, something I've appreciated so much over the years is like, if you're walking down the street around people, you have so much in common due to the fact that you're just in the same place at the same time. Like, which i think is maybe obvious but we have this feeling of like you don't you don't want to talk to strangers yeah. people in seattle don't even fucking say hello on the street meanwhile you realize if you do strike up a conversation like chances are you got a lot to talk about so yeah. i'm going to this thing who could who could i possibly end up meeting in troncones mexico at a yoga and meditation retreat like what interesting personalities yeah. and stories and journeys could these people have and something that i thought was so cool was that um, I want to say Katie Michael, who was the boxing instructor and also a participant, I want to say she's 22 or just turned, t- or maybe just turned 23 right after the class, I think was the youngest person. So, you know, you've got all that comes with that. We were just talking about ourselves at 22 the other day, just yeah. like how much we laugh at ourselves Yeah. to, um, a super strong woman that I've just a super inspiring lady named Kelly who, you know, everyone loved who I think had just had her 60th birthday. Wow. We're all in the same place and we all signed and sent money to the same thing, to the same package. Like, and so to me, it's interesting to be like, what, what are you doing here? Like, how did you get here? Like, what, what do you think of this? Tell me about your life. And so obviously what you hear from, a Katie Michael versus what you hear from a Kelly versus what you hear from Corey, who started this whole thing, took a risk and like took her salary at this job and flushed that down the drain and said, I'm going to try and create these experiences for people to me. Like, can you, I don't know if you can really put a price tag on that to me, it's something that I think we both value from podcasts in general is, or even reading in general, you get an opportunity to be exposed to the value someone holds from just living their own life and how different it can be from yours in the matter of a few minutes Mm -hmm. or a few hours, whether you're reading or listening to a three hour podcast or maybe just going. And, you know, I felt that like, you know, not everybody feels this way about the experience there, but I feel that part of the value is there are a handful of people at this thing that I will see again. There's handful that I've already seen. I took, I've taken a boxing class with Katie Michael in LA several weeks later. I've been to shout out to Hyper Slow in West West Hollywood, where Zoe works and have been to some yoga classes there. She's introduced me to some really people that work there. There's like a creative agency attached to that. And you know, like the the opportunity to be, I, I think meeting people can change the direction of your life if you're open to it. Yeah. You have to be open to it. And you could do that in the street here. I could go down to Elliott Bay books and probably walk around and talk to strangers and, you know, but like, there's something about, okay, we all ended up here. Cause we all, f- something about the same package attracted us all. It could all be different attractions or interests. But uh, to me, that was the super, you know, super value. Like that's a valuable thing. And that will, continue to pay dividends. Like, you know, I'll probably go to New York and see, you know, I've told Molly that I go there for work a couple times a year. And she's like, you can stay with us in Upper East, Upper East side, West side, Upper East side, or we can just go out. Uh, Kelly is Molly's mom who lives in Connecticut. And Kelly's so cool that she's like, I'll take the train out. We'll do dinner, like a whole thing. Like, you know, that's cool that is really cool and there's some camaraderie that comes with like hey remember that week we were in mexico together like that's a silly thing
1: yeah that's kind of what i remember from my backpacking experience where mm-hmm. you like meet with someone you travel with them for like five days and you're like if i'm ever in your country or city again i could get you up and be like hey let's let's hang yeah and most likely everyone would be down because i know if any of those people came to seattle and they're like hey like i'm in seattle can we like grab a drink we'd love to catch up it's been like five years but i'd be like Yeah, yeah, I'd love to.
0: Yeah, Um, how are we looking? I think we're at about thirty minutes, something like that. The other thing, maybe maybe this is just related to this. You know, I think you feel. I think no matter what, you feel inspired after doing something like this. After being with other people that are open. You know, there are some I, I gave a toast at the at the end of the thing and brought everybody like tequila shots. Like obviously shout out to my being a delinquent this whole time, you know. Being one of the few people that was like drinking. Like, of course it's like obnoxious that I'm buying shots for everybody, but I gave a little bit of a toast and one of the things that I said that I thought was cool is like how open people were. And like we were in this, you know, we're having this I think it was called holistic health workshop where Corey explained, she like travels with a blender around the world. Cause she does these all the time. Yeah, it takes yeah, yeah. a blender to maintain some normalcy in her diet. And she's like explaining, you know, some of the benefits to that. And like, all of a sudden, like someone can be explaining something like super personal or, or vulnerable, which, you know, you don't see everywhere yeah, to, to strangers. So there was this dialogue, this open dialogue and people being vulnerable and, I think people being aware of how valuable it is to others to be vulnerable about your own story, it's an act of strength to say you needed help and that you had a low point. It's, you know, it's all these good things. And it's, it, I feel like it's impacted how I communicate with people a little bit. It's further encouraged me to to realize what you have to offer by being open and honest and vul- vulnerable versus what you could maybe gain to lose in maybe a slightly awkward, temporary awkward moment. That's just a temporary awkward moment, but what someone could gain from you telling a story that maybe helps them through theirs. That
1: just creates like forever. Yeah. The more vulnerable you are, the more likely there is going to be a strong connection because you're opening yourself up to them and then they feel trust that you trust them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I, honestly, I feel like I could talk about it for for hours, but there's a lot of a lot of good stuff. Um, And I would. It's definitely got me thinking a lot more about a lot of the things that I was already thinking about. What do I actually want my life to look like? How? You know. How, you know. Do I want to design it? You know, how far do I go with that? do I want to move to another city? Do I want to, you know, pursue other vocations in my life? How, you know, how do you interact? Like it's, it's, it's definitely added steam to a lot of the things that I thought were interesting before to be around a bunch of other people that are like, Hey, you know, you can be 60, you can be 22, you can be 32. and, and, we can all kind of feed off of each other's energy. So I would, I would definitely recommend things like that. You know, if you're interested, the funny thing is if you're not interested, it sounds stupid to you. Yeah. But you, know? you
1: could probably take this same thing as, as yoga and apply it to any of your interests. There's probably sure. any sort of thing.
0: A, all, a lot of my, not a lot, but there's a group of my beach volleyball friends here in Seattle they go to these beach volleyball things, and um, there's one in Ekstapa, which was the Air- Zihuatanejo Ekstapa yeah, Airport. Yeah, it's yep. the same airport. Like they go in there, and you just have a couple professional volleyball players, and they like do clinics. But you can also play with them. You're partying with them. Similar model. Like you're paying for lodging, you're paying for an experience, you're paying to be around a bunch of other people that share the same interests. You know, you can apply it to anything.
1: But, yeah, my dad does these does at least one or two a year well, he'll do a, a bike ride and it's mm. through I think like lizard head rides is what what's called but basically fully you just pay for it and then you just show up and everything's catered to you the hotels the restaurants you go to because you're literally in this van and they take you from like place to place to place and then you get out you get your bike out and you ride mm. the van will then pick you up take you to wherever you need for like restu- uh, for meals that day and things like that um but yeah it's usually yeah. like a four or five day thing which all same thing all different walks of life people who are
0: interested in i think we should thing. shift your your bachelor party from montreal to a yoga and meditation retreat
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man there'd be uh, a lot more tequila and it might be a drunken yoga retreat
0: well yeah it kind of was there are a few times where i was sweating in the morning sessions where i was like i i could I, don't, I should look up if that's a real thing. Can you like actually smell alcohol through your pores the next day, like chemically? Is that possible? Because it it felt embarrassing how I smelled. You know some of those days, but um,
1: as long as you stretched out the hangover.
0: Well, as Max Handel, lack say, You can't be hungover when you're drunk. On that note, the crew there was awesome too. I kind of want to see if I can shout out the entire group real quick, though, because I feel bad that I've shout out some and not others that deserve it. You think I should try or no? No, the whole group from the yoga retreat. All right, do it's it. It's only twelve people. All right, rapid fire. We could we could cut this out, but let's see. Um, obviously, shout out to Mia who invited me, Corey who schedules this whole thing for everybody, uh, JQ, Zoe, Sean, Roe, Tara. Molly, Kelly, Fonny, Fonny's daughter who couldn't make it, also named Fonny, who bought it for her mom's sixtieth birthday. Flight got canceled. Mom still went. Um Sonia, Montreal, gave us some recs for the bachelor party, by the way. Oh great. Um that's that's only ten. Katie Michael, eleven. It's like the lady who showed up late. A couple flight issues. Kristen, Danielle, Michelle, Keisha. <laughs> is that a Drake song or is that Kanye? It's Drake. Keisha. Okay. Uh fuck. Now I feel bad. Like what if I forget one person and they actually listen and they're yeah. like, you dick. Uh you had to put yourself on the spot like that. Well, I didn't want to, but <laughs> people were well, I didn't want to put myself on the spot, but pe- the people were cool. It's part of the value. Yeah. You'd you'd be the same way. You'd go to these and you'd I mean i appreciate what everybody people's can t- names. Shout out to the crew at present moment. Uh Oni Bear. David. Uh this is gonna
1: be called the shout-out podcast. Efren.
0: And I think her name is oh uh Rolando and I wanna say Rosa Rosa Rosalind or Rosalita or something, who like once they learned your name, you could, you just like loosely order beverages and you just had a tab at the end of the week, yeah. which was dangerous, but also fun. You'd just be walking by unaware give me another, and you just have your drinks ready in like no time.
1: I think our intro or outro song on this podcast might not need to be P V Pablo. freak a
0: <laughs> What am I missing? What's the reference?
1: He just names like a thousand girls' names like throughout oh. the song and it just is it's ongoing.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a slap. Classic slap. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Hold on. I need to pause really quick.
1: We could also go Mambo number five. It's another good uh name name dropping. That's a song.
0: big that's a big slap for sure. Okay, hold on. Oh I guess the whole point is to remember them and not have to look them up right <laughs> but hold on hold on on. is that our group wait for it it also might
1: sound like we're on a boat but that's because Everett lives basically on a dock and dude I got them all the waves really picked up I got them all by the way
0: from memory so I'm pumped about that alright
1: the the last one
0: yeah sorry sorry everybody for the waves it's a choppy day on like Washington here in Seattle who's the last person no I got them all
1: Oh, 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 you already said them all. Okay. Yeah. I thought like the last one just came to you. And no, you're like oh.
0: No, Got them all. Nice. And I think I can even name their cities, which they should feel good about, but I'm not going to do it. do that. It's like fucking wrap this up. Yeah. We haven't done shout outs for a long time. True.
1: Life Lab. We love you oh, guys. Oh, congratulations
0: to Will for 10,000 minutes of meditation <laughs> on Headspace, who got a like on his Instagram post by none other than the God. Founder and voice of the Headspace app, Andy Pudicone.
1: That got me really pumped. I'm not even going to lie. I I took a screenshot of it. I told Jen, I was like, I got shouted out by the
0: the God himself. Do you feel different after 10,000, which I think is around, what, seven days? Seven-ish days. Full Full days days of meditating and probably two years since you started?
1: About two and and a half years. Actually, it's less because I... I remember I started on Headspace, uh, that 2016 or 17, 2017, I think. Yeah. 2017 started out on Headspace, did it for about two or three months. And then I did like a three month trial on it just because I wanted to see if I liked it. If I even liked meditation, I had no idea. And then I tried out calm and I wanted to see if I liked the calm app, mm-hmm. which I also really liked. also another great app, but I really liked, uh, kind of the wisdoms that Andy, would bring at the mm. beginning and end of each of the uh, meditation sessions. I have found that, th- that those apply to my life and they seem to always just happen to be the right thing at the right time for me. We talked about that in like the acceptance episode before yeah. and things like that. Um, I mean, I've tell people this all the time. I, number one thing that's changed my life the most in the last like three, two and a half years, mm. be meditation. I can't think of a single other thing that I've done.
0: That's just been that's, more impactful. That's been more impactful. Um We you should have we should have prepped for this, but like are there and I'm challenging you to be as concise as possible, but are there a few th- thing a few ways or like how, how would you describe the impact? I don't want you to go through just like how gratitude. can you precisely describe it?
1: Way more gratitude um way more empathy towards others, way more um calmed emotions and like uh just awareness of my emotions. Um I'd say those are like the biggest things. And then just being able to have that calm sense and not let those negative types of actions that are might be um annoying me at the time or bothering me, I can like do a much better job of like letting them go i could talk about a lot of instances on the golf course where i've been where i've not thrown a golf club or
0: i've caught you meditating on the yeah, golf course several so, times
1: uh yeah all those things have really um had a huge impact on me
0: cool if that encourages one person to go meditate it's worth it it's, it's worth, worth extending it. this episode to a lot longer than we intended. So, thank you for that. You're welcome. As always, folks, we love you.
1: We love you guys. Life Lab, we out.